You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. How you doing, folks? How's your week going? My, How's hey, your week going, Rob? My week is great. I didn't come from a Renaissance fair, so I'm assuming you're doing better than me, right? Huzzah, huzzah, Rob. It was the best time ever. We had such an amazing time. Uh, we actually went two days this year. Um, now, once again, I want to just, especially for my family members and friends, that it was completely safe. Um, I was so impressed by the management. Now, I, I found out these are, a fun fact, only two Renaissance fairs in the entire United States are still going on, and Pennsylvania is one of them. They, um, It's all outdoors. They are beyond strict when it came to wearing masks. I was, I was so impressed. Like, it really does work if you can really put uh, make an authoritative figure, like the managers, say, you will not enter. I, we saw people on social media get mad at them for this because they said, well, if, the, if we have to wear a mask, we're not going. Good. <laughs> Great. So goodbye. Um, and everyone... And everyone from the performers to the um, to the to the the people working there, and it wasn't any of that fake mask stuff where like they're behind the counter getting you your beer and they're like on, over their nose under their nose. No, no, no. It was just it was awesome. It was really really wonderful. And people really could embrace it. You you know we dressed up of course, and so we have you know we try to include the mask in our theme. And people had like full chainmail and they had like their mask. It was just it was great. It was really really cool. And now with Game of Thrones and all these other sort of fantasy type things. You you know, it's an excuse for people to sort of live out their best like lives. And we did. And I got to see my beloved Don Juan and Miguel. They were they remembered us. They thanked us for the podcast. It was amazing. No, they really did. That's how they remember us. Because I'm like, I'm the Broadway guy who talked about you on my podcast. And they're like, you're the guy. Um, it, it was their entertainment. Once again, makes there was 30 people in the audience because it was, you know, they had to reduce the numbers that could enter the, um, you know, the grounds. But giving you three shows a day, full vaudeville jokes. It is, it is totally rooted in that vaudeville style. I talked about it at the end with them when we, you know, get a little picture with them. And, uh, and I, I love that history. I, you know, they know it. They wrote these jokes in that style on purpose. And yet I'm sure most people in the audience really have no idea that history, but um, I, it makes me enjoy it that much more. It's just, it's funny. I just had a great time. So it was a wonderful, wonderful time. I am so happy that you went. And first of all, going back to the masks of this Renaissance Fair, if not for you, for Don Juan and Miguel, don't you want to protect these national treasures? 
I'm telling you, they've been doing it for decades, decades. They've been doing this. We got Don Juan. He's in his sixties. Come on. He's still whipping that whip around and that, and he's, you know, hitting things all right, but come on, come on. We, we, he's got to be around next year. And you're selfish and you're not going to have that happen. You're not going to wear a mask to protect Don Juan and Miguel. Get out. Get out. Nobody wants you here. Now, I think I've asked you this on a previous podcast, but I'll ask again. Like when you say podcast, do they pretend like they don't know what that is? (laughs) Because like so in character. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's funny. You know, a lot of the performers, they all stay in character. They all speak. They say good morrow and fare thee well and, you know, pray thee and put these instead of whatever. They, when you talk to them at the end, they can tell that we are, um, shall I say, you know, of the performing class, let's just say, because they, you know, they, they, they also are involved with directing and they write a lot of the material for all the other festivals because they've been doing it for so long. Um, the guy that plays Miguel, his name's Doug. Um, he, he directs at Sterling, which is, I know, I'm not even kidding you. He's a director. He's got a theater degree. I talked about it last time. He, he, his character is Miguel, but he's Doug. He's no, Polish they, from Chicago. The, it's the Doug the Gami. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the Doug the Gami. So, but like Doug knows, like, like we're kind of like in the club a little bit, but so they let the, they let it down a little bit to you know to say hey you know like that's thank you you know like really hey, thank peasants. you. I always I am so happy you have enjoyed the merriment. If you enjoy hey. it, look at the parchment. You will find our Venmo. You will love it, Rob. I think you. Of course, I would love it. I of think I cannot I would. wait to bring you sometime. We're gonna we're gonna make a trip. I'm gonna bring you to Mount Gretna, our little Yay! also Who favorite place with. I also have gluten-free grog. So, listeners, anyone who has ever been to a Ren Fair, you guys know that he is joking, but he's actually <laughs> fitting in perfect. So that is exactly the oh, you know, attitude I, and energy I would like you to bring. When we I, go to I will Fair. say, you know, for the first 20 minutes, I would be the biggest cynic. And then by minute 21, I'd be running the place. Yay! <laughs> bring bring <laughs> me to on one. <laughs> Once you realize how committed people are and how into it and like, it's like anything you just subscribe just get rid of the inhibitions you know just if you wear normal clothes you will feel like you're missing out a little bit and so it's just you want to subscribe you're right exactly right that's how i was i did not subscribe the first time i ever went i was like well sutton's dressing up and that's really nice but no the big joke with run fairs is every year you add a little bit more and add a little bit more then all of a sudden you're like in a full chain of mail (laughs) the sword that's tied (laughs) It's, I, I like that journey. I will be honest with you. I would love to go to a Renaissance fair, but I've had a bad, uh, I had a bad uh, situation with a Renaissance uh, type scenario once, and, and I shall tell you. Oh, yay, Verily. Um, <laughs> my, my, one of my very good friends from high school got married, and he said it was a Renaissance wedding, and we all, and I, it was very odd to me because he had never. For all these years I had known him, I was like, he's never mentioned anything about Renaissance. So we slept to the middle of this park in the, it was like the hottest day of the year in LA. It was like 110 degrees out. And we're all wearing the velour and everything. And we're like sweating. And like he sent like, the, they put rotisserie chickens on wooden platters. And they're like, eat with your hands. Um, sweating and dying. And I was, and finally I asked him, I said, why, why Renaissance? And he was like, Oh, we're trying to start a business that um, caters Renaissance weddings. And we didn't have any Renaissance photos. And I was like, (laughs) and I'm going to tell you also why I was really emotionally suckered into that boy. Yeah. Yeah. When I went to buy my Renaissance costume, it looked like every other Renaissance costume, except the man told me, oh, if you put on a ring, it means that you're the messenger. 
And that's a pretty high priority job in the Renaissance world. He's like, so this outfit comes with that, the outfit and a ring. And I paid like $50 for this ring because I had to be important. So then I went and I put the fucking outfit on. And guess what happened? There was no ring in the outfit. So I wasn't the messenger. I was a normal person. And I can't be a normal person. It's like the Fantastics. Please, God, don't let me be normal. As I was literally in a uh, porta potty putting on my restoration outfit in the line. I was like, and sound cue for the opening song. No, I, you know, I, I, you will not have that experience when okay. we go to the Ren Fair. You will can not. I, you will, can I be will, the messenger? We will get you, you will, we will lift you up and okay. you will be. You will well, don't be lift night, me up. You're going to hurt yourself. Someone really special. It's going to be awesome. I mean, you're special outside of the Ren Fair clothes. I mean, don't get me wrong, but. Can I, can, so I can be the messenger? <laughs> I can be the messenger. Sure, but you got to have the ring. We're going to get the good ring. I know, I know, I know, I know. The ring, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> not going to make that mistake again. Oh, boy. Anyway. Oh hey, oh, you know what you I've know, been doing? Uh, sorry. No, go. <laughs> we both, good transition. Um, both what, what were you going to say? What have you been doing? Go for it. You know what I've been doing? I've been watching, because uh, I had never really watched these when I was growing up. I was watching some of the Tonys from the early 90s. And I'm going to go on record and say, you know who the best Tony host ever was? Liza Minnelli. Yeah. Yeah. She could act, you she forget. could sing, you she forget could dance. She, yeah. she was funny, she had patter, and she was a triple threat. So my vote's for Liza. Oh, yeah. what, she, what year was that? 92? 90, no, what was it? 90. I want what to shows say, were present? We, we'll know by the shows because only like three shows were in the early 90s. I think, you know, yeah, it was, exactly. I think was it was the second year or was it Will Rogers Follies year? I'm was pretty it? sure it was 93 because I think Glenn, Glenn Close did 92 and then Liza yeah. did 93. Because I think I remember her introducing Blood Brothers. <laughs> That's think. specific. Yeah. It's <laughs> Mickey. It's just it's a great show. It's great. I wish I really could. Billy Russell. That's a, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, that's good. good. It's always a high low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, oh, oh, I want to give a, I want to, well, first, we should mention what is going on this weekend. Uh, folks, we are back. Uh, back in business and ain't it grand we're going to be have a little uh broadway trivia night this saturday at eight o'clock eastern standard time um you know the routine rob's going to tell you exactly what you want to do when you want to come visit us but you know exactly what you got to do and the theme for this week is divas divas uh, which, uh, yeah, Rob, tell us exa- with the information on how we can participate on that. It's hard to be the diva. That's rule number one. Amen to that. Right? Thank you, Starmites. Um, so once again, um, you can Venmo $5 to Robert-Schneider-5, the number five. Um, that's on Venmo or PayPal, robwschneider at gmail.com. Or uh, all of our proceeds this week are going to the Deborah Hospital Foundation, uh, which does fantastic work. Um, and if you donate to them directly, just take a screenshot and send that to us, and we'll send you the code on Venmo. I mean, on, uh, on Zoom, because that's how we do it on Zoom. And like Kevin was saying, the theme is divas. So get ready. Get ready. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Uh, so again, 8 o'clock this Saturday. Uh, come say hi to us. Um, I want to actually give a shout out to one of our listeners. You know, Rob, we mentioned this from time to time, but one of my favorite things um, about doing this podcast over the years has been, of course, meeting new people, um, finding new favorite things that, you know, we introduce, but then people share with us. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I- I'm on social media, I'm on Twitter, um, and more than I am on anything else, really. Um, and um, usually there's the same set of people that I kind of interact with on Twitter that are the podcast folk. But I love when we when we hear from someone that maybe I've never heard of after all these years, and you're like, wow, there, there is more than a couple of people that listen to us. Um, so... Uh, 
after my Lady in the Dark favorite thing, um, Paul Rivenberg reached out to me and said he was reading a book um, about the biography of the musical. So this is called, I just want to thank him for sending this to me. He, he read it and then he sent it to me. Um, so this will be a future favorite thing at some point. But thank you, Paul. Um, this is Lady in the Dark, the biography of a musical by Bruce McClung. Uh, and I'm very excited to learn more about it because you guys know that I became very, very fascinated and slightly obsessed with uh, Lady in the Dark, uh, the Moss Hart, Kurt Vile. Um, musical. Uh, so yeah, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. And thank you to all listeners whenever, uh, you know, reaching out to us and, 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 and saying hello and sharing your favorite things with us. Cause we just, it just helps us out and we love it so much. It's fun. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. May I also not send a thank you. Well, a thank you, but a mazel tov to one of our listeners. Young Charles Kirsch. Ah, Charles. Um, just had his bar mitzvah this past weekend. Hey, that's wonderful. Mazel tov. That's and so, so cool. I, I was invited to go to the mitzvah. It was a Zoom yes. mitzvah. <laughs> so Charles did great. He he read the Torah beautifully. And uh, it was wonderful because as you were waiting for people to come in, they played the carousel waltz. And <laughs> then at the, nice. and then at the end, there was a slideshow of his, of his like him over the years, you know, zero to thirteen, which was adorable. <laughs> and the song underneath it, "Once Upon a Time" from All American. Oh, that's such a good song. Good, good choice. Really, little thirteen-year-old really Charles, his favorite show is All American. So, as a mitzvah gift, oh I bought gosh. him a the original original poster of it and had it framed and sent to him. And I I had to call his mother, and I was like, I said, does he? I said before I buy this. Does he already have an all-American poster? And I wish that was a question I could ask more teenagers. Or anybody, Rob. Or anybody. Literally, does he or already anybody? Like does, that's amazing. Does he already have an all-American poster? So anyway, oh. he he did beautifully. Oh, Mazel tough Charles. This was a big deal. Today you are a man. I was that's gonna send wonderful. him, I was gonna send him Bar Mitzvah Boy the album and then i was like he should no i was gonna i was like he shouldn't be punished no there's no reason this is a happy situation this is a happy this, oh my god it's a, terrible. it's a happy time um <laughs> hey who, who's got a favorite thing uh you know what i actually i'm really looking forward to my favorite thing take and, it and away it, take it away i have a uh, i have a person uh for my favorite thing and and this is this woman um has come up a couple times in interviews i think she hasn't come up more in interviews because her career was actually cut very, very short. But there are some really cool anecdotes about her. Um, there's a couple, there's a recording that I found that is really, really interesting that's streaming that I really want everyone to see. But this, I just want to lift up this name because um, 
she had a, a career through the 50s. And at 61 was her last show. And then, uh, and then it, things changed, and I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, the woman, uh, and I, I could tell you her biggest credit, because unfortunately, she was always sort of the sidekick. She was always the funny one, the brassy voice, the throaty belt. Um, she had a real, like, strength on stage. She played, you know, she was also a, like Karen Morrow, uh, who I'm not talking about, but seems like I am. She, she was attached, unfortunately, to a lot of, let us say, mm, lesser known shows, like Butrio Square. Like no one's really doing a revival of that 1952 little number, but she was in Brigadoon. She was in Oh Captain with Tony Randall. She was in Whoop Up. She was in Donnybrook. And then her most well-known show, which was in the middle of those credits, was Cleo in The Most Happy Fellow. So I'm talking about Susan Johnson. It's, it's amazing. Whenever someone mentions the name Susan Johnson, they're always like a little starry-eyed you know whenever we have people that we we interviewed for the pod you know they they always they always look up to her you know if they were of a certain generation and they they just respected that the hell out of her she just was so beloved but unfortunately um her career when she was 34 years old 34 years old you guys 34 after all these you know leads and sidekicks you know big you know moments she was nominated for a tony award for oh captain i mean that's impressive um but she was doing summer stock like you do uh, and she was riding a moped, a scooter, uh, like a motor scooter, and in, in the ca- like in summer stock, filming something. And she was in traffic, and there was an accident, and she was thrown from it, and she suffered like a horrible, like brain damage, like a cracked skull. And her, she was. I read an interview from the uh, Los Angeles Times in 1988. Uh, they interviewed her, and she talked about it. And she said she was she was out for two weeks. She woke and she woke after two weeks. She couldn't sing. She um, she had ear damage, so it affected you know what the sound that she could. She had throat damage, so she couldn't make. So imagine you're at 34 years old. You're just, it just, it just stopped. It just completely stopped. Um, and 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 it's just crazy to me that that happened. Um, and there are a couple clips on YouTube. Um, theater lovers that know Susan Johnson are very aware of the clips from like most the black and white Ed Sullivan, Most Happy Fella. Um, and I'm sure we'll post those uh, and to remind our, ourselves of this um, and and a couple others. But the good news is, is she she got married to a, a pro a former pro baseball player. Um, she moved to California. Um, and um, she, she raised her child. She did all the things you do. And then <laughs> she sort of slowly made her way back into stage. If you were in California in Sacramento area and you went to a place called a dinner theater called Garbo's in the ni- around 1982, she started doing some dinner theater. And I think, um, you know, using her voice a little bit more. Uh, in 1990, um, there was that production of Follies that was in Los Angeles with Karen Morrow, speaking of. Uh, she sang the song, That Woman Is me she that was you know susan johnson's back on stage there is a clip of that on youtube you know it's really wild if you know when you get to know her voice which is just it's like um she was an original belter before they taught belting right like ethel merman was that way um but her voice unlike ethel merman had almost more color more nuance um when i mentioned this recording i want you to, to you guys to listen to it really you can hear just her personality and uh, it's like when people lament like, oh, they just don't sing like they used to because everyone's so trained now. It, that's the voice you're, you're talking about. Like any young singer who's like a beltress, go listen to Susan Johnson and listen to that nuance and what she does with the lyric. It's unbelievable. Um, but the, the cool thing to, to sort of that brought her name back out to a lot of people, because in the article that I read in, uh, from the Times in 88, um, she, people, she said people had listening parties 
uh, playing her songs because they thought she was dead. Like they people before the internet, they didn't, you didn't have any way of looking up. I remember the old show music magazines at the very back of them, you would have Max Prio reaching out to people saying, hey, has anyone ever heard from Susan Johnson? And then people would write in, literally write in by hand and saying, yes, I saw them. Blah, 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 blah. So, um, but Scott Rudin, a uh, famous Broadway producer who, as you, as you all know, he, he really loved Broadway. That was in his roots. That's why the Hello Dolly, one of the reasons why he really wanted that to be an old throwback to what it used to be. Well, he remembered Susan Johnson when he was um, producing Sister Act 1 and Sister Act 2, uh, the movies. And so he was collecting all these old grand dames of, of the musical theater to play the nuns, the older nuns, you know, um, people like Carmen Alvarez, people like Mary Wick, you know, like just amazing, amazing the women. And he found Susan Johnson and put her, those are like the two big films that she ever did. She did one other TV movie with Richard Kiley on ABC, um, and, and, and that's really it. But I just love the fact that like Scott Rudin remembered her, she brought her back and, uh, and she got to have, you know, got to be on the screen again. Um, but the recording that I want you guys to check out, check out, I, I was shocked to find this on Spotify. I assume it's on Apple. Um, please forgive me. I did not look on eBay or other places. So I, I don't know the context around how this recording was made, but the, what you want to type in is Susan Johnson's previously recorded live performances and that's that's how it's billed on the spotify uh it's not a playlist it's an album listeners if you guys know more about it um and, and you beat me to doing the research on it um because really i i didn't dig into how that was made that can be another thing but really i just want you to listen to it i just want you to hear her because it's a lot of live clips it's a lot of clips of her singing from like donnie brook and of course you know other shows that she did but then a lot of her singing other songs that you've never heard her sing before and because it's live because there's no you know <laughs> there's no digital altering you you know, it's just, it's either good or it's not. And it is, it's so good. Um, and so if you are a fan of Susan Johnson, I highly recommend it. It's, it's like 26 songs, but it's the way they used to do songs in the fifties and sixties. Like if you ever watch a Frank Sinatra concert or Lena Horne, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes, get out, you know, let's not, let's not do eight verses. <laughs> it's just like, just the goods, you know, and then move on to the next song and you really get to have it's 45 minutes of music, but 26 songs. Um, and um, anyway, so that, that's, that's my favorite thing is Susan Johnson, the, the, the great, great, great singer um, and, and nuanced performer that we, um, whose career got cut, you know, way, way, way too short. And she would have been someone that would have been just so fun to talk to on our podcast. So at least we can celebrate her here. Agreed. Agreed. What a great choice. Susan Johnson is the one and only. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. She's got an, got an incredible voice. Um, mine is going to put a smile on your face, I so hope. I just discovered this, and it made me laugh so hard. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Mario Canton, uh, the one and only Mario Canton, who is, um, a, first of all, a, a brilliant stand-up comedian, a brilliant stand-up comedian. You probably know him from his appearances on The View. Um, if you were a New Yorker, he used to be on the children's show Steampipe Alley, which was one of the most bizarre children's shows you've ever seen in your life. If you remember, they played, a, they played an adult game with the kids called Where's Sammy's Eye, yeah, where Sammy Davis Jr. lost his eye and the kids had to find it. Um, <laughs> It was a bizarre show. But in addition to that, I mean, he's also a brilliant actor. You know, he was in Love, Valor, Compassion. He took over the Nathan Lane role in that. He's a, and he did a one-man show on Broadway called Laugh Whore, which is just in incredible. And he's still on The View a lot. He shows up on The View a lot. But I was going down a Mario Cantone rabbit hole, and I found a uh, stand-up clip from him that's only five minutes long. It's a tight five, as they like to say in the business, a tight five. <laughs> um, 
and so you're going to search, and there's a reason you're, you're watching this. You're going to search Mario Cantone stand-up on Broadway and Michael Jackson. That's the, the whole title there. Mario Cantone stand-up on Broadway and Michael Jackson. His five-minute set is dedicated to Broadway commercials. Um, it's done in the early 90s. Um, and he's oh, obviously at like a major comedy club uh, where I kind of have a feeling he was probably the only person talking about the Man of La Mancha commercial and how ridiculous it is. Um, and he literally dedicates his whole set pretty much to our wonderful Grand Hotel lady. I loved it. Um, if you know who I'm talking about, I'll see it, see it two more times. My husband works Rest in, in the peace. Area. Rest in peace, Paula Gagaglo. Um, we, 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 say, we say a prayer to her. Um, it is so funny and it's right up our alley. He covers, it must've been the early nineties cause he covers Sheena E in Man of La Mancha. He covers Grand Hotel Lady. He covers how much he hated cats, which apparently was, you know, a big one at the time. Um, and he also does a whole thing on how stupid Grand Hotel is. It is a tight five only about Broadway commercials. And for that alone, I think Mr. Cantone needs to be appreciated, celebrated, and acknowledged. So once again, you're going to go onto YouTube. You're going to type in Mario Cantone's stand-up on Broadway and Michael Jackson. It's, uh, it's, I will say it's, uh, some of the humor here would have been great as it is 20 years ago. I don't know. In 2020, some people might be triggered towards the end as he's talking about Michael Jackson. I find it absolutely hysterical. Um, and it's only got 598 views, folks. Let's get it up to a thousand by the end of the week, okay? Thank you so uh, yeah. much. But yeah, the great, great Mario Cantone, who I would love to have on this show because he's obviously such a huge Broadway nerd. I'd love to know Let's what shows him. he was yeah. seeing growing up. So totally, if, Mario, if you're listening, help us, please. We love you. And of course, this Catherine Hepburn is one of the best Catherine Hepburns you'll ever see in your life. And if you've never seen Laugh Whore, that should be a fa- separate favorite thing. If you've never seen Laugh Whore, most of it, I think, was filmed for HBO, but most of it is on YouTube, and it's just great, just great. He's a, I love it. God, he's a genius. Uh, but I particularly liked his Grand Hotel, making fun of Paul Gagallo. You know, there are not a lot of uh, comedians use the Broadway as a subject matter for their fodder, so it's it's really nice when they do. I'm trying to think of other times that anyone has ever done anything that, I mean, I'm sure that there's someone's must have Hamilton in their act somewhere, but I'm, it's, I'm but sure so, so specific as that it doesn't, we just don't have that anymore. No one really uses that. I, I'm sure there's like someone uses like Hamilton as a punchline or cats as a punchline, but to dedicate an entire set to Pauli Agallo, the grand hotel cafeteria worker who became an overnight sensation because she loved it. Two more times. My husband works in this area. is is still genius, and he's making. He's also making fun of the Man of La Mancha commercial with Sheena E. I have not seen this commercial, so I'm going to go on the hunt because apparently there's a, a there's a big like Jersey guy in it who's like she like Sheena E is hot. Like that's like his like you know when they remember how they used to do that that you would interview people coming out of the theater like Grand Hotel right. and it was real it wasn't produced I mean they really did interview people it no was- my favorite one before the quarantine happened was had you seen the beautiful ones no where it was so clear <laughs> this is horrible it was so clear it was like we're aiming specifically for Bridge and Tunnel at this point oh so it was always like everyone looked like the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Like, and they were just like, I loved it. Carol King is amazing. And you could tell they're all wasted. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. What did get, we see? What was it called again? Pretty? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. It was great. Vinny, it was great. 
Vinny and I have to go. We have to get back to Paramus and hope to God the kids didn't kill themselves while we're gone. And if they did, let me say, good riddance, I can't pay for college. <laughs> so that's... Um, that's that's, no, that's Con- perfect. Yeah, that's exactly that's Connie right. DeChico from Paramus, everybody, a new character who I'm sure will Shuttle show up Connie. on the podcast. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure a couple of times more she's going to put all the other all the other impressions to rest. Paramus. Paramus. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the mall. <laughs> I went to Forever 21. <laughs> it's so great. The kids always called me when I go there and I said I could be old enough to be your mother. I still slept with one of the managers. Don't tell <laughs> Vinny. It reminds me of the character of the, the mom from um, uh, Bob's Burgers. Uh, and that character was based on this guy that, you know, he, it's, it's a male identifier who, pl- who plays the mom. Oh, yeah. He started, he did all these these YouTube clips beforehand where he plays his mom. And, and our favorite clip is, is, is yes. the Christmas tree. Like, oh, look at the tree. Look at that tree. It's a nice tree. Oh, bye tree. It's a whole montage. Oh, he's great. Him. And my son is gay. That one where she's like, yes. my son is gay. My son yeah. is gay. Like, it's very. Uh, oh, it's so really good. Fantastic. What is, I, I feel so bad. What is that person's name? name because he's God, I look so, him up so brilliant I can tell everybody because everyone's like what are you guys talking about oh yeah so while, while we're working here if you're a fan of the animated series bob's burgers which you should be because it's great it also has um guest voices by kevin klein and megan <laughs> mullally it's just it's just absolutely a wonderful show yeah john roberts john roberts uh, john roberts and if you just type in my son is gay because he it's not he's in drag but he's not i mean he's got like what well, maybe a little blush on his mom's glasses his mom's wig and that's it but it is about um his mom you know uh what he imagined his mom what it was like when after he told her that he was gay and uh what that journey was like for her <laughs> my, my son's gay my son's gay i haven't watched we're gay in- we're here we're <laughs> Uh, just watch it. It's it's, uh, it's 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 good. All right. So you, you boy, you have a lot of work to do this weekend, don't you? You've got Susan <sighs> Johnson. You've got yeah. Mario Cantone. Now you've got John John Robert or John Roberts. Uh, John Robert. Yeah, Roberts. John Roberts, who plays Linda way. Belcher in uh, in Bob's Burgers. But so you you've got an assignment. The, uh, and please join us for trivia on Saturday, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The theme is divas. All the money is going to the Deborah Hospital Foundation. We will see you all next week. See you in Paramus. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Hope you have a great weekend. They're closing pennies. There's a sale. There's a sale. Like- They're closing it. We're going to Coles. <laughs> I love I love Coles. All right, bye. Coles. All right, bye. bye. Coles. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.